you are listening to the Periodic Table of People podcast. I'm your host, Nebo Mahoney, and welcome to the show where we explore what really makes a chemist. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have Deirdre on, who is going to discuss, I suppose, really developing yourself while at university to ensure that you're built and ready and poised for a role in industry. Deirdre has years of experience in Pfizer, in Ringskiddy in Cork, and prior to that worked in Eli Lilly after doing an undergraduate in Dublin and her PhD in Belfast. The advice that Deirdre gives I really think is invaluable to particularly our younger listeners, the people who are in undergraduate and trying to figure out what they want to do in the future. You don't need a PhD to do the roles that Deirdre discusses in this podcast, so please don't panic for anyone who is listening. But the advice when it comes to picking modules and taking on work placement as well as kind of independent thinking and knowing what to put on your CV and what to bring up an interview, I think is just critical advice for all of us to listen to, no matter what level you are at. If you are someone looking for a job or looking for a change in your job, I really think this is a must listen. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Deirdre Murphy. Welcome to the podcast. Delighted to have you here today. Delighted to be here, Neve. Fantastic. So I know you are based in the pharmaceutical industry and have had a career in the pharmaceutical industry thus far. Um, so I'd love for you to take us through your career journey for any of our listeners, whether that's school or college and where, how you got to where you are today. Perfect. Okay. Um, so I suppose I always liked the, the science subjects in school. Um, so I picked science for my undergraduate and that obviously was a wide range of subjects. So your chemistry, your biology, zoology, physics, maths, all that. Um, but chemistry won out in the end um, and I followed, um, you know, that through to, to fourth year. Um, during, during third year, I spotted an ad for a, a third year summer placement in MSD. Um, and I applied for that. It was a really excellent placement. I worked on a number of different process improvements and investigations and also gained experience in typical analysis techniques such as HPLC. But when I was working there, the chemists in the team, uh, they kind of hinted strongly that a PhD in chemistry was the way to go to get a job in the area. So um, I kept that in the back of my mind as I went through final year. And after final year and the, you know, the final year projects and everything, I knew I was most interested in asymmetric catalysis. And there was some really good research going on in UCD, but I kind of wanted to change college. Um, and after some help from two of the professors, I found a really great project in Queens, Professor Boyd. Um, it was an industry collaboration, uh, or in the UK, known as a case award. Also included a work placement, which is fantastic. I suppose the great thing about the PhDs in the UK system is they're they're really strict on the timelines and the funding. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, I had a fairly targeted timeline for completion, which was great. Um, and afterwards, you know, uh, my three chapters were were all published as well, which which was really Brilliant. nice to see. So after all that lengthy period in of study. 
I uh, got my first job in Eli Lilly and Kinsale as a process chemist. And I moved to Pfizer then um, to a development chemist role um, where I've been ever since. I suppose most of my career really has been in the kind of chemistry side or, or production. But currently now I'm actually working in uh, the quality control team. Brilliant. And I think that's probably an area of interest for a lot of our listeners, because I suppose QC is such a, an, a regular place that people who did chemistry in whether undergrad or postgrad end up. I know I have a lot of friends there, so I think kind of like what your work life is like would be really interesting to our listeners, particularly because we hear I've already spoken to a quality control analyst, Selene Johanny, who works in a biopharmaceutical company. So it'll be great to see, I suppose, a, a chemist role versus the analyst role within the same kind of unit or area of kind of work. So what does your day to day look like at work? I'm a team leader in, in the quality control department. So the days involve a wide variety of activity. Um, so no days are ever 100% alike, but there's some uh, daily tasks which I which I have to look after. So each morning, um, all the team leads in, in QC meet to align on the day's priorities, etc. So I suppose for me, I usually start my day by responding to emails between kind of 7 and 8 a.m. We have our whole our team meetings then between kind of 8.30 and 9.30, departmental meeting then at 9.30 and a cross-departmental meeting at 10 a.m. <laughs> so there, Busy. this is... Uh, this is a very exciting start to the day. But in, in lean manufacturing teams, this series of meetings is known as a cascade or a daily management system. Okay. So we had a number of metrics we tracked through the teams um, across safety, quality supply, um, and we use visual management uh, tools for this. Yeah. So I also have a lot of project management as part of my role. So I work through a number of project meetings, team meetings, um, lab walkdowns throughout the day. I also am involved in the STEM program for primary and secondary students. Brilliant. And I mentor colleagues via our local site mentoring program. While you may be in a single role in a company or there's there's lots of room to do other other parts in in the role apart from your direct responsibilities in your department. So like I'm very passionate about colleague development. I'm involved with our PhD collaborations in chemistry with the local universities. I have an opportunity to develop courses for upskilling for colleagues with like the Biopharma Skillnet and Southwest Regional Skills. And, and these kind of courses range from postgrad data analytics in MTU Cork to the micro accreditations, such as the Pharma Man- Manufacturing in UCC. And also recently, we developed an excellent hands on unit ops program for, for chemists and engineers in the local Cork training centre um, in Carrigaline as well. So it's, it's, it's very varied um, yeah. the day. Um, lots, lots of different projects to get involved in yeah that's fantastic to hear that there's kind of like opportunities to follow passions and I don't think it's something that students even think about whenever they're in college and looking for a job we just automatically think oh we'll have to do the same thing every day rather than you kind of get to pursue interests within work which is great yeah really great like a lot of our graduates come in and they they um they obviously are come in as graduate chemists or graduate engineers but many of them join our, our great place to work team you know our sports and social team to you know get involved in those activities and arranging you know outside of work fun and sports and all socials everything um so it's really nice yeah brilliant it's like a community yeah so what are your roles and responsibilities as part of your your job in Pfizer and Skiddy the the quality control department consists of five teams so we're split into raw materials uh intermediates in process control api and stability um, we're based across three laboratories in the Ring of Skiddy site um, and we're focused on, well, day-to-day batch testing, but this comes goes across uh, batch release, method transfer, validation, all supporting the manufacturer of key Pfizer medicines at the site. So 
So in my team in particular, we're responsible for implementation of continuous improvement across quality control. And also um, quite interesting is the, is the digitalization of our, our visual management processes. Like from a CI perspective, a continuous improvement perspective, we gather ideas for improvements at weekly team meetings. We prioritize implementation of these with respect to kind of achieving our goals or targets. And on the digital side, we're moving all our kind of previous paper and Excel-based visual management. So this is where you're charting your metrics every day. Um, and we're moving that to a, a centralized digital operations center, which is really, really cool, actually, and really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, the team also look after a very specific laboratory maintenance program, which we call TPM or total production maintenance. And some of the words I'm using are, are, are based really on this lean manufacturing concept, which, which some of your listeners may be aware of or, or may not be, but well worth having a look at it, the, the lean manufacturing kind of developed in the, the auto, uh, the car industry in, in, in Japan in Toyota, and has really spread across many, many manufacturing industries, including pharmaceuticals. So we have our, our maintenance program and uh, we also do um, some capacity planning as well. So we're looking at demand. So that's mm -hmm. the testing that we need to do. And we're trying to match that against the number of people and the types of equipment needed to meet that demand. Um, and I guess finally, um, I look after capital projects for the labs. So this would include kind of Assembling user requirements for new products or equipment or increased demand and designing new or upgraded facilities with our project engineering team and the QC team itself. And I'd be supporting the delivery of those projects then for QC over a number of months or years, depending on the size of the project. Brilliant. It sounds such a, like such a varied role. Yeah. I'm surprised at how many things are going on all at once. <laughs> it's busy. It's busy, but it's it's really interesting. And I, I work with a really great team as well. So it's, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, fantastic. And such a great way of networking too, I suppose, especially for kind of younger people who are starting out that there's such a vast like skill set within the company that whenever you start out, you can learn a lot while you're there. Completely, absolutely. So as I said, I started off in process chemistry, you know, but I've worked, you know, in production, I worked in knowledge management, I've worked in projects, and now I'm in um, QC. So, you know, you <laughs> develop all the different knowledge and skills as you go. And it, it's, it's really great opportunity for people. Yeah, definitely, especially if you're trying to look for kind of a, a, an area you're passionate in. And you've spoken about, I suppose, doing your undergraduate in Dublin and your postgrad in Belfast, and now you're in Cork from Eli Lilly to Pfizer. Do you have any highlights of your career so far? I think lots of highlights, really. I, I've been involved in the manufacture of many critical uh, medicines in, in uh, Pfizer and Skiddy. I've developed um, and be part of teams that developed improvements. Um, so this could be yield improvements, solvent efficiencies, kind of green projects. And I've worked with loads of fantastic people and teams. But I guess the biggest highlight for me is that like every day we're making medicines that will save people's lives. And that's just amazing, really. Yeah, incredible. Um, it's really uh, cool. Yeah, and I think it can be lost kind of in like the day-to-day -day life of it, but like it's such an impactful career. It's a really great, uh, great place to work. You've had a varied career thus far that you've kind of been, I suppose, all around Ireland and within your company now, you've experienced different sites. What is the kind of best advice that you could give to people listening, whether that's to do a college or CVs or interviews? What would, would be the best piece of advice you could give? My biggest piece of advice would be around work experience. So whether it's, it's course related or kind of the standard retail customer ser service experience that people get, um, you know, throughout school and college, 
I can't really stress enough the importance of it, um, yeah. whether it's to get that interview via your CV or whether it's to provide the, all those examples uh, during the interview to be the successful applicant. So ideally, I'd recommend, you know, people look for courses with a work placement component. Um, and then uh, I suppose on top of that, then from a CV perspective, um, when we advertise roles, we get many, many CVs. Um, so, you know, CVs really need to be quite short um, nice and tidy, well formatted, easy to read, <laughs> no typos, you know, two pages max is really what we're looking for. So I think that's really important um, because there's just, you know, so many applicants for different roles. So you really want to make sure your CV is going to stand out to people. And then from an interview perspective, you know, most interviews use competency-based questioning. Yep. You need to really provide good examples and ideally good examples from your work experience. You know, whether that's prioritization, problem solving, working with teams. The, the examples are the most important part of the, of the answer. So we, do, we don't generally want to hear a kind of theoretical answer. Yeah. We want to hear what have you done in your past that proves you can do this in the future kind of thing. So if people have a chance to do elective topics as part of undergrad mm -hmm. or postgrad, I'd strongly recommend data analytics or digital technologies. There's a huge focus on data analysis and the use of new technologies to improve processes and efficiencies. So skills in these areas, along with a strong science qualification, such as chemistry, would be very advantageous. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I suppose actually a question from, I suppose, in, in a sense myself, the value, I suppose, in your experience, uh, particularly now as a team lead of the kind of green belts and black belts, the Sigma green belts and black belts that you can do, are they something that people should try and do while they're in college? Are they kind of a mandatory requirement to get into the right roles? Pfizer um, certify people across all that Six Sigma, yellow belts, green belts, black belts. Um, and actually we're, we, we like to do our own certification, I suppose. So, so we don't select people with it already or not, um, but certainly it's a great way of showing how to problem solve using the Six Sigma process of DMAIC, uh, define, measure, analyze, improve, control. It really shows you, you've understood your problem, you've measured it, you've analyzed it, you've put in your improves and you've showed your improves worked through your control phase. So yeah, I definitely recommend people understand it and if you have a chance to, to do um, a yellow belt or, or green belt absolutely um, the process is 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 across all industries really the six sigma and lean processes so really great way of showing you understand kind of lean manufacturing and improve process improvements brilliant so definitely recommend it but wouldn't regard it as a limitation i suppose because we do provide very early on in your career in Pfizer if you, if you start you'd be doing the training for for those qualifications and um we'd be trying to get you up and running with a project um as soon as possible Brilliant. I think that's great advice uh, excellent yeah. especially I think the the work placement it's not something I prioritized whenever I was looking for a college course but in hindsight I really wish I had because even for people who are planning to kind of stay on to do like study after they're finished their undergraduate like it even helps get funding even at that level it's useful Absolutely. Yeah. And um, like you still do come across the odd CV with no work experience. And it, and it's a shame, really, you know, to have yeah. gone through all that years of college. Um, and also, unusually enough, you sometimes cross the odd CV that has no work experience um, and you, you do get to interview. And uh, 
you discover there is work experience there and oh, really? um, but it was in it was in a shop or something and the person didn't think it was relevant but okay, to be okay, honest yeah. you know work experience is always relevant um because it's always going to have you know an element of you know working with different people completely you know solving problems you know create solutions etc so yeah i would say definitely yeah. the the a really important part of 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 getting on the, the the start of the career ladder i suppose brilliant brilliant and i suppose my final question for you uh we went through them very quickly um is what is your definition of success um for me uh success is a, a healthy balanced life it's got a good mix of work of family time of personal time and sleep time um, <laughs> it's it's really important to look after kind of each each quadrant nearly if you, if you look at it there um, and don't let either one take over or, or lose sight of one of those pieces um, I just think um, sometimes you can get really busy in one aspect and and lose sight of another aspect so for me it's all about that that balance of of um, of everything to 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 be successful I suppose yeah brilliant perfect thank you um, and thank you so much for uh, doing this interview today. It'll be really valuable to all like, the listeners, particularly, I think, younger people trying to find their feet uh, in, like, I suppose the farm industry is quite an intimidating thing whenever you're just finished college. Um, so it'll be great to kind of hear the inside of what a company is like. No worries. Talk to you soon, Eve. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'd like to thank the Royal Society of Chemistry Outreach Fund for their support and funding for this podcast, as well as the School of Chemistry in UCC for their encouragement, involvement and support. Please reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter or wherever you use your social media platforms and give us any feedback or comments you would like um, to develop the podcast with us. Um, we're really here to serve you. So we really look forward to that feedback. Uh, Apple Podcast seems to be the best way to help a podcast out at the moment. So any ratings and reviews on there will be hugely appreciated, guys. Until next time.